bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 2, Episode 44, Game Sense Activate. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jesse. You can call me Cypher. You get it. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Wow, what a weekend. But before we get into any of that, I want to introduce the person who's come on for an interview today. We got B-Bats. That's right. B-Bats, your fraudulent number 10 ranked player in New Jersey, is here to talk Melee and origin story and all that fun stuff. And we do address the fraudulent thing, by the way. You'll, you'll get that in just a second. This is a great interview. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy the interview. We shall talk afterwards about all the Summit shenanigans. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today I'm so happy to be joined by the number 10 fraudulent New Jersey rankings player. We have <laughs> B-Bats here with us tonight. B-Bats, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh, um, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. <laughs> so why is it fraudulent? I, I'm I'm pulling from your Twitter bio, obviously. By the way, at bbats five two three for those interested. It'll be in the description of the podcast. But please explain that to me because I th- I thought that was very funny as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I said uh, fraudulent because. Uh, New Jersey has a history of uh, fraudulent power rankings. Our last power ranking was a very short season because of COVID um, uh, in person. At least that's what I've heard because I wasn't super active during that time. Um, Well, I wasn't active at all. But uh, the number 10 on fraudulent NJ rankings is referring to the rollback New Jersey rankings where around four of our top players decide actually opted out of being ranked or couldn't be ranked because they didn't play online. So like... The Swooper wasn't on it, and Wally wasn't on it, and like a lot of names that were on traditional rankings. So like I'm number ten, but in reality, if you were to put like an actual ranking together, I would have probably been like number sixteen at that time. <laughs> but in all <laughs> fairness to you, New Jersey is a bit of a power state, or would you disagree with that? New Jersey is a New Jersey is a state full of um I would say everyone on our rankings has the ability to be um uh, like 60 and below in the world like on a good day all of us have that potential to have that run i i I will include myself because i know i've had great runs but uh knowing like the people who were above me i could fully see them like doing great things like dark gen x um uh, shout out shout out to justin by the way a great guy but dark gen x uh like who's like number i believe six or seven on that pr oh no who's uh who's number yeah number six on that pr uh, qualified for LACS along with uh, 404 Cray, like LACS too. So it's like we all have like really good peaks in the uh, on net play right now. So we're we're a stack state. I love them. I love I love all the guys. So for you, how did you get started with melee? Because you were talking about how you weren't super active before COVID. Does that mean that you got your start in the online era, or take us through the beginnings for you in melee? I um. How can I put this? I have my first land tournament where I mained Peach, who is the character most people would probably know me for. Well, everyone would know me for. Um, uh, was two months ago. Not two months ago. A month ago. A month and a half. I was a net play kid from the start um, uh, because I was an Anther's Ladders baby. Um, uh, forged in the fires of uh, of hatred and uh, being told that I was a lame, boring player. And uh, through that, I uh, grew and developed um, uh, completely online. 
Um, uh, I would say that I, I played on Anther's Ladder solely for a long time. Like, that was my exposure to Melee, um, where I basically played most characters. I, uh, Peach was my go-to, and then uh, I had, like, a Samus secondary along with some of the Spacies. Um, uh, but then I was kind of invited to this one netplay server um, called Buffalo Me- Buffalo Melee, with um, uh, it's actually no called New England uh, New England Online Melee or something. And there I met some uh, some people who I'm like friends with to this day in the uh, online scene. Um, from there I went to a server called Buffalo Melee, and that's when I started entering like weekly delay based netplay tournaments. Like like my start in this community is completely based around delay based netplay. Like I am. I never, I, I never expected something like rollback to happen. I expected, uh, like, at, during COVID, I was just sitting there and I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna get as good as I can, and no one's gonna think I'm good because it's all delay-based netplay, and, and it's trash, um, because netplay was trash." But uh, through the fires of delay-based, um, uh, I finally got like my real starts to tournaments, um, uh, where I started entering like a lot consistently um, around. Uh, April it was actually around like March to April of last year. Like so, basically, COVID starts. Like, what am I gonna do? And I just started entering a lot of tournaments. I um uh, a lot of um uh, netplay tournaments, uh, courtesy of the Buffalo Melee guys. And then I start entering other tournaments outside the outside of those, uh, like an Untitled every once in a while. And then out of nowhere, Rollback Netplay comes out. And then um I start growing and developing with it because um. Uh, as it turns out, if you're good on delay-based melee, that means that you might have a chance of being good on rollback melee, and that might translate to real life. And that's what I'm seeing right now. It's been great. <laughs> that's fantastic to hear how you started with a not ideal online situation, but then it got better and you felt that upgrade, that power up. So mm-hmm. were you peach from the So I heard other characters that you like to play for in Anther's Ladder, but when did you like get serious with Peach? I guess is what I'm asking. I um uh, I went serious with Peach basically since um I would say March of last year. Um that that was when like March to April I was like all right I have to pick a character. I I can't be moving around. I'm not good enough to be picking characters. And I and I decide I landed on Peach um uh, because I just uh I loved her kit. I love turnips. If Peach didn't have turnips, I don't think I could play her. I I love turnips so much and they're the sole reason why I think I mean Peach. But I got serious with her around April April last year, like looking at my tournament results and stuff, like that's when I actually was entering brackets solely as Peach, and I was uh, having a lot of fun with it. I'm glad to hear that you were entering a lot of events, not just for the sake of saying, I want to be like the best player in the world or kind of a thing. It was also just something that you really enjoyed doing. If you could talk about that a little more, a little bit more about balancing like having fun with the game versus being like serious and, and trying to do tech skill practice and that sort of thing, like how would you say, especially when covid hit and as rollback came out like how you would treat getting better versus living the rest of your life i would say that um uh, melee took a a big step into my life at this point um uh, when covid started because like i'm sitting there like at home the entire day with no school like oh sorry uh, like online school which lasted for like three to four hours a day and afterwards i i had nothing so i was trying to figure out like what i would do 
Like, how was I going to, what was I, what was I going to do? And I decided to focus my time onto Melee because I was like, all right, if I'm, if I'm going to be doing anything, I want to do something I've always wanted to do, which is compete. Um, uh, I've always, I've always been a competition, per, uh, competitive person, but I've never had a, something to be competitive in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never picked, uh, picked something to, to try to be good at or try to just improve at. And I landed on Melee. And uh, when I did, um, uh, I kind of just made it so that, like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm going, I, I took a very unorthodox approach, and it's definitely hurt me in my development, but I also think it, it, it helped me a lot in other aspects of my Melee development, which is, like, I have not invested a lot of time into solo practice of this game. In fact, I've invested very little of it, especially early on. What I did was I, I invested a lot of my time just playing friendlies versus good people who would beat me, and just seeing what worked seeing what didn't and just put uh, just repeating scenarios over and over again in my mind until i could find ways to win um so when it comes to like some tech skill aspects of the game even some basic ones i still definitely struggle um but i make up for it with i think a pretty a, pr a really good game sense for someone who's been playing for as long as i have um, at least playing competitively for as long as I have. See, I, I think that's where the, the clutch bats comes in because we have seen you pull off some crazy comebacks in more recent tournaments that yeah. you have popped off a little bit in. And <laughs> this combined with the fact that somebody, okay, I have to pull up this tweet because I thought it was very funny. This is from Faust SSBM on Faust. Twitter. <laughs> B-Bats is an enigma of a player to me. Crazy fast. Awesome punish game. Super good in the scramble. But the second he gets nervous, he will down smash three times on the platform and forget he can shield drop. That's the, the duality most... of a peach main. <laughs> like, then... I'm just curious about your perspective of, do you think that you you're with the game sense that you were talking about how being in just com competitive scenarios whether you're playing friendlies or money matches or, or just playing in bracket that you've kind of hit that gamer gene that the people talk about where you sort of get into a tense clutch situation and you go i got this i i'd say yes i i i've but mine comes out in a very unorthodox way where mine is me just comforting myself almost. So like I was playing JFlex and I and I'm down like 80% last stock game 5 winner gets top 16 at Gommel and I wanted top 16 at Gommel because I think that's a really like that's a, that was like been one of my goals ever since I started playing uh, netplay. I started playing melee, and I remember, like in the clip, you can hear me, and I remember this because, like, I'm feeling it. I'm like completely exhausted. I haven't eaten anything all day, so like my brain is like using the last of its energy. So out loud, I'm sitting there, and he does all this damage, like clean up the stock. And I'm at high percent. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "You're okay. You're okay. You're fine. <laughs> You're good." gonna be all right like just and then and then he gets a grab and i'm at 90 now off stage i'm like you're good you're fine you're okay this isn't this isn't bad you're okay and then like it goes to the point where it's like i thought i had the kill and i did it so then it reverses and he gets back to center stage and then you just hear me go it reversed you're fine you're fine <laughs> like, and, and and i'm saying that out loud but in my head, like, I'm trying to convince myself of something. That's me trying to argue something. In my mind, 
I am not feeling like I am clutch. In my mind, I'm going, you're you're trash. <laughs> like, you can't even <laughs> kill him. You, you set him back to center seat. So now you gotta win neutral against J-Flex again. Like, you're gonna do that. And then I did. <laughs> you know why I did? Because I was fine. And I was okay. <laughs> I've heard I've heard it said like a few different times like don't tell me I'm okay don't tell me it's fine I don't want to hear that but it's something that's working out for you it sounds like oh so, I wanted to hear it oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to hear it there man but yes that was going to be one of the topics of discussion for sure to talk about your gommel run this happened a week or two ago now the get on my line online event for 2021 and that was one of the big storylines that surprised a bunch of people who is this bbats person making top 16 and it was very impressive of course beating jay flex another new jersey player so it's kind of feels like is this a local or is this like get on my line where there's <laughs> a lot more people watching than the average new jersey local kind of a thing so other than other than that game five last stock last hit situation what else was that day like for you i heard that you didn't eat much that sounds like something that could happen to you at a land tournament where you just forget to eat all all day but at your at your house that that does not sound fun where you feel like you can't leave your room at all because you're gonna like what miss something or or what happened did you just forget to eat i was just so stressed because i saw my bracket and i was sitting there and to get to top 16 i played three game five sets in a row so um and each of those sets each of those sets gave me panic gave me gave me panic attacks in different for different reasons. The first set against Zeker, I almost got reverse 3-0'd. Um the next set against Zarako, I had to reverse 3-0. <laughs> Both positions are not the ones you want to be in when you're, like, panicking trying to do your best at this tournament. So then, like, I just didn't, like, I I just, in my mind, I was just thinking, like, if I leave, I will be out of the tournament mindset. If I leave my room, if if I even get up out of my room, I'll be knocked out of my tournament mindset and I'll be, I'll be out. Like that was my it was it was a bad mindset it was an unhealthy mindset because 100% I should be eating and just making sure I'm okay but I really just didn't want to lose focus of what I was trying to do because I saw my bracket and I had beaten all three of these people before but all of them had beaten me before so that was like a, a scary bracket it's a bracket where I could have lost to Zeker or I could have made it to top 16 but. I could have lost to everyone in between. It was it was it was hard. <laughs> that run was hard. Jeez. So when you are able to successfully make it through a run like that and then eventually, you know, bow out of the tournament and not necessarily get first, but do you feel like that's a step forward in the right direction with you or did you did you play your last set that day thinking to yourself, ah, "I want more. <laughs> I've gotten this far. Now I want more." I think um with where I'm at I've, I've learned the value of smelling the roses, even if my goal is to eventually leave. Like, my goal is to get better. Like, the, the metaphor I've used for other players who have this, like, intense, I will never be satisfied mindset is, like, smell the roses even if you're driving past them. Like, you can always be happy about your results and always be um, satisfied or 
be like, okay, I'm really happy. I'm super happy I made that Gamo run, and and I'm so proud that I I made it to day two of a of a 476 person tournament, um, uh, where I beat multiple players, um, like multiple master level players, and was one of the eight East Coast people to make it out of pools. I thought that was an incredible th feeling. But I think I should have won my next set, and I think I should have been able to make it further. So now that's where I'm setting it, where it's like, I'm so happy I did this. I'm so happy I clutched it out, but I want to keep going. And I want to make top, I want to I wanna get ninth at the next major. I want to get seventh after that. It's like, that's that's been my mindset uh, about that tournament for a while. For a lot of people, the general impression for getting really good at melee and getting into top eights at majors is that you have to play for a significant period of time. And for you, you have been playing for a while, but maybe perhaps someone would look at the resume and go discounted, discounted because it's online, that's delay based, that's not real melee or something or something. But I'm sure you know this better than I do of all the people that have been powering up, especially in the past 12 months with rollback that if you've had any chance to play at all online before that or at the start of it even by now you would have played a lot enough events and hopefully practiced enough and that kind of thing that you can get to a point where you're starting to not go oh and two anymore even if it is a 400 person event but from your mindset sorry from your opinion do you feel that as we continue to transition back more into IRL events that that online players or the Wi-Fi warriors, if you want to call them that, are going to be able to treat that as a power-up as well and improve even faster. I think that, like, um, I think that the next Top 100 will have the most new entrants be, um, in, in history of the Top 100 because of rollback. Because I think that there are so many players that have improved to that have improved to this level have improved pat a way past where they were on land and there are a lot of land players who took who who decided i'm not going to be big in the net play era i i don't need it net play is fake melee and they're going to come back and they're not going to have a clue what's hitting them because you have this you have so many people who have grinded their their asses off for a year and a half while they were even if they were playing like regular melee they weren't like uh or playing crt melee with their two friends or like playing crt melee at home like solo grinding i think that what they're going to struggle with is all the people coming back in and like ready to kill it like i think that like uh, i had an advantage coming in to a lot of land tournaments versus other people because i'd been like i went to like i'm going into a land tournament and like that's probably not even my first tournament of that week hell that's probably not my third and, like, um, so, like, I've been in a competition mindset. I've been playing competitive melee. While, like, a lot of people in, in this current stage, they're going into these tournaments and they're just, like, and it's their first tournament back. Like, I went to the first Xanadu coming back and, like, I had entered, like, three tournaments in the, in the three days before that. Um, which helps me a lot. Like, uh, which helps <laughs> because I, I'm ready to play, right? But a lot of them weren't. So I picked up, like, good wins there. And that shows me that, like, I... It translates to LAN, but um, uh, pretty well, I'd say. I'd say that, uh, like, right now, there's a lot of case studies um, going on with, like, a lot of the netplay kids. Like, I won't even use myself. I'll say someone like Ben. 
for example. Like, Ben has been good in his region, but online has become, like, a, a top 100 player. And now he's coming back, and, like, he's ha- he's getting... He's top-twoing all his locals, and, like, he's only losing to, like, 100 grand, a top 100 player, like, um, in game five sets. Like, it's interesting. I think I think the net play era right now is has, has helped so many people improve and grow, and I think it's going to be crazy to see what actually comes out. Because I think in a year from now, the top player scene is going to look so different than where it was pre-COVID. And it has to happen even just naturally, just over the passage of time. Some people might play the game for five years and then be done. Some people might play for 10 years, for 15 years, and then you just reach that point and you go, for whatever reason, I'm going to take a step back. And that's all fine and well, but I've been really enjoying the storyline of the players that are sort of coming up now in the rollback era who have been playing the game for a decent amount of time because it's, it is still insanely hard to improve in a fast way for Melee. I loved the I loved the interview with Lovage and Ben on one of the SCL days where Lovage is like, so you've been playing for like a year or so, huh? And Ben's like, uh, no, six years. And Lovage is like, oh, of course, sorry, my bad. <laughs> it still takes time to get better. One of the things that you were saying, by the way, that caught my attention is how you'll just enter in a ton of events. I didn't look at your Smash GG page, but I will take your word for it. Holy cow. Three tournaments before going to Xanadu, which is a Wednesday, my dude. So please tell me, how do you avoid burnout? Is it because, because, uh, yeah, you're playing as Peach. You don't have to, your hands don't feel as sore. Like, what's what's the secret here? Uh, That's part of the reason. Uh, I'd say the other reason is because uh, I... I've always been like a person who just can't, uh, who can't stop himself from like doing the, uh, doing the thing he really wants to do. Like in, in, and like what I've wanted for so long is to like compete and do well at melee tournaments, right? Like that, that's something that I've, that like ever, like, like four years ago, you would have seen me playing on a dolphin emulator with my brother, David. And, uh, and I would have like been dreaming about being even close to the position where I am now. So at this point, now that I have the skill of where I've wanted to be for so long, right? I'm now just thinking, why don't I just enter everything I can to, to get better, to get more results and to try to do things that I've always wanted to do. So like I've always wanted to to you know win win a competitive bracket over multiple people and I I've achieved uh, I've achieved that goal, um, uh, well I've achieved I've, I've achieved that goal a few times now. Well, obviously I've achieved it a few times. I'm a good enough player where I can win things. But like um, uh, I would say another big one for me is like I've always wanted to. Uh, there's a few characters I've always wanted to do well. So if I see that someone who mains a character that I've like been practicing my ass off to beat enters, I'll try to I'll enter a bracket to try to beat them because I want to, like, prove to myself I can. There are specific, like, benchmarks I've always wanted, um, which is, like, I've always wanted to make top eight at, like, tournaments that have over, like, 100 people. So, like, when I see a tournament that has over 100 people, I'll I'll just, I'll, I'll decide to enter day of. Like, I never really plan my brackets, like, days, in a, uh, days ahead. I plan my brackets 30 minutes before bracket starts. Um, the only brackets where I've, like, planned a few days ahead would be the, the land tournaments I've entered recently, because I can't really take a three-hour drive 30 minutes notice. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so, like, I, I guess the way I've avoided burnout is, um, 
I, whenever I feel myself like unable to play melee anymore, I'll take two days. And since I'm a kid and since my, my brain recovers quickly, um, you know, I just, I, I get back, I get back to the grind, uh, whenever I want to. And sometimes I'll be burnt out and I'll just still decide to enter. And then me entering will unburn out my brain. Like it's crazy, but you know, I, I'm happy about it. I'm happy. I have the ability to enter all these tournaments. Super bats. How many nicknames do you have for B bats, by the way? Because I'm just thinking of them, but it has to be easy and also an annoying thing for you. So please tell me to stop when you need me to. Um, uh, the nicknames that people have given me for B bats. Um, honestly, the only one I've really heard is Billiam Bats, um, a reference to my name. Um, uh, a reference to a reference to both my nickname and my real name, which is a very strange thing because my, my real name is William. And then, um, uh, which isn't really doxing myself because everyone knows because of my Smash IGG page anyway. Um, but my real name is William, and then so the nickname that comes from that is Billy. That's where my tag comes from, Billy B. Bats, because uh, my last name is also on my Smash IGG page. Um, uh, so it's Batista, so you know, Bats. Um, so the thing that I, like, so the, so basically, so I'll just hear random people. Like, people I have like haven't had a full conversation with. I know them. But, like, I haven't had a full conversation with before. Like, someone like Zuppy. Zuppy, I, I go into his Twitch chat, and Zuppy just goes, like, oh, how, like, oh, he's like, oh, sorry, I do the Zuppy's deep voice. What's up, Billion Bats? And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I've never expected to hear, like, someone like Zuppy, like, a player that, like, I've seen, like, a player I've seen a lot of brackets. I played him before. I was just sitting there. I was like, why, why is he calling me Billion Bats? I I hate the nicknames. I hate them so much because random people who I don't know are just dropping Billy of bats on me. Oh my god. Nicknames are crazy. I, I that's the only one that's come up though. I, I actually haven't heard that many for, for me so far. I, I I think I saw clutch bats by somebody else and I was like, Oh okay, I see what oh. you did there. So someone said clutch bats? Oh oh that's the name of the Twitter clip. Uh, that's the name of the clip against JFlex. Um, uh, that also existed, actually. I believe that, that was spammed in chat a lot. Um, that also comes because of the fact that, uh, the pop-off I did after I beat JFlex, which, uh, for the record, I was very nervous I was gonna pass out, because as I said before, I hadn't eaten anything all day before playing that, and it was super intense, and I clutched it out, and I was, like, almost gasping when I won. Um, but then I realized if I did pass out, I would have gotten so many subs. And I'm actually really mad with myself that I didn't push myself to pass out after I beat JFlex. <laughs> You know, it's a fine line to walk. <laughs> you know how many subs I would have gotten, though. You know how many, like, th just think of the number. Like, how many viewers I would have gotten because they would have clipped that. Gloomshot would have had me front page. Hell, uh, Pengboys would have had me front page. But like, I didn't even get that. The fact that I didn't pass out means like I I I I lost my chance. I would have my my stream would have become like top five melee if I had uh if I had passed out there. But I choked. That's on me, you know? That, that, that tells me that I'm not Clutch Bats. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a based mindset. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> I think that what would have been even better is you actually losing and then passing out from being so upset. Like, it just would have been a subversive, expectational kind of thing. People would be like, wow, what would happen if B-Bats actually won that game? And here's the other thing. You still have levels of popping off to hit as you continue to grow and climb the melee ladder. Like imagine making top eight, maybe that's pass out worthy for your brain. What about 
getting to losers finals or getting to winners finals, making it to grands, winning grands. Hey, this, these are things, these are levels. Maybe the, as the intensity goes up and uh, as, as your brain starts to degenerate now that it's going to no longer expand and be super young and energetic. Because Hungrybox, for the record, is not 18 or anything like that. <laughs> He's not yeah, no. super, super old, but like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's kind of weird. To think, it's kind of it's kind of weird to think of like Hungrybox being like a quote unquote older player, but it is true. I mean, he's getting he's getting close to thirty, as I recall, just like loosely in my brain. It was like you know, it was coming up in like two thousand and two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or whatever. So that was a long time ago. All that to yeah. say, you have you have places that you have yet to go, and I think you're going to get there with twitchtv bbats. What is the growth mindset for you in the stream? Because as a melee player, of course, you streaming tournament runs, that makes sense. That's content as always. But do you think a lot about how to grow your audience or is this something that you're saying, I'm just going to turn on the camera and see what happens? I, I have been thinking a lot of how I'm gonna how I'm gonna grow my audience. How I'm gonna continue what I'm doing because I I do wanna I've I've always wanted to be like be streaming my runs, have people to talk to while like I'm waiting for sets and stuff. That's always been like something I, I I've loved because I, I love the community aspect of Twitch mainly. Like if I if I didn't want to be interacting with people, I would if if I wanted to like post my run somewhere, I would just record I would just record the vod and and just like post it to YouTube like and unlist it. But I love I love I've always loved the idea of like streaming runs, interacting, like having hype moments and having like people with me to celebrate with. Um, I, I that's just something I've I've always liked, and I've wanted to continue that. But I, I've wanted to do a lot on on streaming. I've wanted to play other games. I've wanted to uh, like just see how it goes, and like just try building an audience and build um and just kind of like yeah like building an audience and building like a name for myself for being like just like a, a cool person to to watch. Cause I I have the incredibly like energetic side of me that 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 plays a lot of that that's the melee side I would say that like I I'm really happy when I hit stuff I'm I'm popping off I'm I'm doing it but then I have like the chill side of me that wants to just like play Minecraft and talk to people and like I've been doing that on my stream and that's been not going as bad as I thought it would it's been going okay which is way better than what I would have told you how it would go like. Uh, uh, two months ago, if I told you like, oh yeah, you'd be streaming Minecraft, it would have went, oh, I'd have zero viewers, and then I'd cry. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't have zero viewers, and it was incredible. And I, I was talking to chat, I was having a nice time. I was talking with friends while playing, and like, it was way more fun than I thought. So like, I'm I'm gonna be, I think, just continuing along, just like playing what I want to play, talking with the people I want to talk to, um, and like, kind of trying to grow my stream from like a, a brand concept because like i've i've wanted to start uploading to youtube at some point i wanted to start like uh implementing more stuff i still have a ton of stuff i need to do for my twitch stream because i i haven't made emotes yet like i have 40 subs and i don't know what i want my emotes to be and because i don't know i just never made them oh no so like yeah so like i'm uh, right now i am like the worst streamer in like history of streaming when it comes to like the rewards my subs get because at this point, if I have a sub, they are doing it solely to support me. But the problem is, it's like, I just, like, I, I do want, like, to give them something in return. Because, like, I really do appreciate, like, every sub I've gotten. I've gotten, like, a lot of subs recently. Like, 40, like, I've gotten, I've streamed for a month, and I've gotten 40 subs, which is, like, crazy in my mind. Because I would have told you that no one would have subbed to me. But I'm actually going to get payout, which is crazy, because that's, like, the magic number. 
<laughs> so I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that you are enjoying it, but also feeling like the part that it's not as enjoying is the part where you're going, oh, I could be doing a lot more and I'm not. So it, it just like comes down to a time management thing, would you say? Is that something that you feel like you struggle with? Or is it just like, I can't possibly decide everything at once. So we're going to tackle one thing at a time and <laughs> we will get the emotes when we get the emotes. Um, I think that I, I that is a that is something actually that, that you're right it is a problem with time management because because for me like I said earlier when it comes to brackets when I decide to stream I am normally deciding 30 minutes before I stream because I'm like yeah if, if I'm in the mood fuck it let's do it today and then I'll I'll go and do it and that's like how I that's how like I uh, that's how I kind of decide it so then like I think about my stream a lot and I've been thinking about what I want my stuff to be but I uh, it, it's hard for me to like figure out the next step and I'm always because for like for a long time I did want to stream like I I've wanted to do this for like a while like I I've, I thought about it a lot so when I finally hit like start streaming on the first day of streaming that I did that was like a big moment for me and that and that like uh because the time like I finally invested the time to set up everything so like now I have to continue investing a certain amount of time and effort that like uh into like kind of finishing what I started, but because I'm just so excited that I hit start streaming, I just forget to include that. Like, I forget to finish what I did, and, like, uh, and it's, it's been a problem for me, but I'm planning on, like, contacting some artists soon to get some cute emotes. I'm probably gonna have something cute with, like, a B, because at this point I've decided that's... I, I, I determined early on that I was either gonna go with something B-themed or something bat-themed, and then I liked Tyler, the creator's flower boy. And then I just opted for bee themed. <laughs> I think it's going to work great for you. And I'm excited to see what you continue to do out of your stream. I think that it's cool to hear that, like, not that like you're like a real person. That's not the right way to put it. But what something that resonates with me as I listen to you talk is it making a big decision to do something and just being like, okay, can we not do big decisions for a little while? I'm still just kind of like absorbing <laughs> this part of it. All right. I, I've only been streaming for a little while and then other people might be looking at you and going like, okay, but you've been streaming for a few months now. So can we, you know, you need to start to make your next big step. We're all kind of waiting for you to do that. Like for me, deciding the podcast was like a really big deal. And I was excited just to do that. And I started to realize, oh, wait, I have to get better at this. This is not really that great. But I'm thinking to myself, come on, I, I'm finally doing something. I'm making content for the first time in my life ever that, like, is actually anything meaningful. So that's a big deal. But I'm really the only one who thinks it's a big deal. So I have to just keep chugging along. I think, like, uh, I think that the big thing is because it's kind of where society is at. Because um, I've heard this. I, I can't remember who said this. But I thought it was really interesting. But it's, we're in a culture that responds to growth by wanting more growth. Like, and, and that's kind of what it is. Like, people will see my stream and they see it growing. So they want me to grow alongside of it just as quickly as it's growing. Which is, I think, um, uh, which is hard to do immediately. Like, I, I'm sure, like, once the ball starts rolling, I mean, it's going to be way easier to start, like, growing with the growth of my stream, I think. Or maybe it won't be, who knows. But, like, same thing with the podcast uh, for you, where it's probably something like, all right, the podcast is starting to do, like, a little bit better. It's starting to get things, like, and now people are expecting more. 
And that's just kind of how it works, I think. Uh, and the problem with Twitch, uh, Twitch streaming is that people are expecting more live. Like, I'm not taking criticism, like, in the YouTube comments after that I'll work on for my next video. I'm taking criticism in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is a hard factor for me. So it's it's hard for me to like uh it's hard for me to like uh like push forward through that. But like uh yeah, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest and I'm I'm going to I'm definitely going to focus on trying to grow my stream the way I would like it to be grown cuz it's this is something I've always wanted to do and in that case I've I want to try doing it the best I can, you know? I think having a healthy mix of saying, "Hey, look, I'm doing the best I can, but also you all need to calm down. I will do it." on my own time and for those who care they'll still be here like there's a certain amount of riding the wave of momentum that you have and going like oh yeah activity and then other times where you're like okay there's there's the wave and there it goes and i don't care like i will catch the next one i think that's part of what it is for me anyway where i'll say to myself oh there's this like really big thing happening like the summit voting that we experienced today I think to myself on the one hand, I want to do like an hour long podcast where I nerd out about how that moment happened and I was so crazy and this, that, and the third. And then I also think, well, I don't have to. I'm the one who gets to decide what to do because I'm the boss of my own content. Unlike other things in life where it's like a nine to five job or actually I work 13 hours today. So it's like a six to whatever. And all the other obligations that you have with the content creation side, like I have for myself really leaned into saying, I'm the boss of this. No one's telling me what to do. Not even the audience, although I respect and appreciate them for being there and for listening and for coming along with me. Also, I'm still at the head of the pack in a, in a, in a way. So I want to call the shots even still. It's, it's a very, very odd thing to like mull over and, and all that kind of stuff, but it's something that all content creators before us have had to consider. So I hope that it really goes well for you, B-Bats. Thank you. I, I, I hope the, uh, the podcast continues growing and does well, uh, does well for you too. Yes, thank you. One of the things that I'm looking forward to is moving into a new home in about a month or so Ooh. and then getting internet finally because i've been doing all of this with just a hot spot no internet at the apartment so looking to do like you know actual things in the hopefully near future we shall see but internet will be so so nice i might even get to play slippy that would be great that would be awesome it would be cool to even get like walloped by your peach in a bracket maybe because i i'm out here in lancaster pa it's near harrisburg so i don't know if you know where harrisburg is but this it's still eastern pa so our connection would hopefully be good hopefully i've been i i i've played playable sets with people from cali so don't worry like you're you're gonna be fine like <laughs> you're even if you got 10 up 10 down we'll make it work <laughs> it is not going to be 10 up and 10 down i am going to hopefully have slight, uh, closer to the gigabit stuff but we shall see okay so that's content creation that's streaming uh, it is something that i admire even for somebody like you where you're not being super bombarded by like thousands and thousands of viewers hopefully that will happen for you it's just that I, I hope that you have time to figure all of it out now before it starts to really get like out of control and crazy because the more you do like the, and the better you get it's kind of that is something that I would be interested in hearing from you about actually that idea of you get good at game then people go oh you good at game we follow you we will ride and die with you like when you have seen all of the big players 
and looking up to those kind of people and saying, I want to be there, I want to compete. You obviously admire and respect what they do, but it's sort of like that thing that people talk about, like uh, top player privilege is probably like a sect of that conversation, but just mainly with the idea of how much do you matter in the grand scheme of things if you're not pressing buttons good. But like, what are your thoughts about that for your for yourself? For myself, I think um, I my, my goal has always been to get there, right? Because like at the end of the day, I if you're looking to watch like the best player at a game, I'm not like the guy to watch at the end of the day. I'm I'm not the best melee player. Um, I I'm, I I honestly don't even know if I'm the best. Like I am I the best Peach streamer right now? Like active, I, I might be. Um, uh, but in that in that case, God help us. Um, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to remember. I, I don't know shit right now. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, Triff. Yeah, Triff really isn't streaming. Lod Lod doesn't stream too often consistently. Kalamazoo um, doesn't stream. Kazu doesn't stream. Wally doesn't stream. Uh, uh, Blues Clues. Uh, I guess Cupid from out from in the West Coast streams, but like Cupid's more of like a, a TO nowadays because this is somebody who you haven't heard of. But anyway, shout outs to Cupid. Love love the stream. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh my god, am I getting followers because I'm the best Peach streamer right now? Because if so, please god, don't follow me for that. You're gonna be disappointed. Like, I, I have... Please, no. But, um... Uh, B-Bats, can I'd we say, call this episode the best Peach streamer? Featuring B-Bats? don't. Please do not call it that. Please. People are going to look at my clips and watch me get fucked on by Moki. I guess, no, no, Nico does stream. Nico does stream, uh, like... Once a month, which I'll qualify. So, so Ryo Beat is better than me. So, thank God, people follow Ryo Beat if you want a better <laughs> Peach streamer. But like a better, a better Peach. But like, uh, I think my, my goal has always been like I want people to watch me because I'm me, right? Like whether I'm playing melee or playing Minecraft or whatever. Because people, mo the majority of people, nine, I'll even say ninety five percent of people, right off the bat, are only going to know like follow me because of melee and nothing else, right? Like ninety five percent of people like know uh, who know of me know uh, ninety honestly who know of me it's probably like ninety nine percent it's gonna be they know me as that peach player who did some good things sometimes, um, so like I've always wanted to kind of garner that type of audience where it's like people whether you come from melee or I'm streaming Minecraft and you clicked on LGBTQ Minecraft streamer blah blah, blah and you somehow found me in the middle of thirty trillion others. Um, I want people to like like me because I'm me, you know? I, I don't think I'm a hateable person. Some people do hate me. In that case, you're lost. Um, uh, but I don't think I'm like a, I don't I don't think I'm like I think I'm like a pretty pretty chill guy when I try to be and I think I'm a pretty hype guy when I try to be. And like both of those are good to have while streaming and I think that uh, I, I hope that people when they watch me kind of, you know, understand that I'm 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 with you I'm I'm with them, you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to build that that kind of community that like I relate to like that that I, I want to have the unhealthiest parasocial relationship with my fans in history. I want to I want to be deeper than Dream Stands, you know? Like that's what I'm trying to be. Holy shit! That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. I swear. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to chill with people. Okay. I and if people if people defend me after they it, after I reveal that I was using macros in the middle of Gommel, um, uh, by oh, no. if they defend me after that, I'll be okay with that. You know, I'm not gonna tell them no. <laughs> 
That'll make me so happy if, if, if I get, like, dream stand level attention. Because that means I made it. Like... <gasps> A thirteen-year-old dying on their blade for me would be would be the goal, you know. They're like, yeah, no, I don't care. He's still the best player in, in the world, even though I'm, I'm I'm not even close to the best player in my state yet. <laughs> That's my goal. That's what I want to be. <laughs> so I hope that you're able to. I hope that you're able to get there. I think that you have a lot of that already. I mean, this is. It it obviously depends on the person who I'm talking to, but I would say, of course, just as a feedback for you while we're live and recording, you're very personable and you have lots of energy. So for when you're on, you seem to be ready to be on. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely have to drop a follow at the very least for twitch.tv slash B bats. So also will be in the, the description of this here podcast episode. The, other thing that I wanted to ask you about, about that community building aspect, this is something that you might want to speak to, or if you want to speak about it less, that's all fine and well. But I'm just curious about, in regards to garnering a community together to say, hey, we're here to support each other and to be like, hey, like I understand you, you understand me. This is not something that I am in because I don't claim to be in the lgbtq plus community i'm not but for you you're at the very least competing in gay events and i think that's very cool that gay exists in the first place so that's really really cool so i'm just curious from your perspective has the community gathering and and wanting each other to succeed aspect come from there or what else has been the inspiration for you honestly um gay is like a, a good a good part of that um i would say like uh, like it's it's a part of it for for me personally because i i i'm i'm gay hello if you didn't know that about me i made peach figure it out but um uh, <laughs> like uh, i'd say um uh, a, a big part of it honestly came from the people i've kind of opted to be around because i i've i've kind of like through through my brothers in in my real life because thank thankfully i have a loving family um uh, like a one that has supported me doing what i do like not many parents would uh not many parents and not many brothers would sit down in the living room and put on their little brother's xanadu top eight because i'm playing in it so that that helps me a lot where it's like uh i have a community at home of people who support me and and want me to improve but i'd say it's the people i've like uh cho- oh, by the way actually really quickly just shout outs to my brothers and shout outs to mom and dad because they're they're great um uh, and like I, I i i can't believe that they watched xanadu top eight that's actually so funny to me like i still think about that um <laughs> but uh, what do you call it uh I think um, it came from a lot of the uh, the people in the server I mentioned, uh, Buffalo Melee, because I think that there there's a lot of people there like where like we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll even shit talk each other sometimes because like pe- people do that. I mean, in gaming communities, but like when when we succeed and when each of us do things, like we normally talk. We're like, dude, congratulations on doing that. By the way, that was that was ridiculous. That was that was incredible and stuff. And like. Um, uh, and like we kind of just keep each other pumped up, and I think that 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 kind of community is always one I've I've wanted to kind of formulate because I've learned a lot of people don't really have communities like that. There's a lot of communities that, especially in gaming, where you're not really pumped up a lot. Um, you're not really like uh, so your 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 goals aren't really your 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 friends aren't really there, and they're like, oh yeah, congratulations about that. They'll just kind of like be quiet about it and move on. So like I've always kind of valued like congratulating people on like their their achievements and stuff and kind of building a community around like celebrating um each other um uh, for like what they've for what they've done because i think it's always so cool to 
to do that. Like what I spoke about earlier and the reason why I'm like, I, I've never had that mindset of like endless growth without being happy. It's like, I, I think the, I think the way I've avoid, like, like going even back to that, like the way I've avoided burning out is because I've celebrated what I've been able to do. And I've had people who, um, who have helped me, like who have supported me and who've like congratulated me and stuff. And like, that means a lot. And, uh, I think when you have support, it's way easier to not get burnt out and it's way easier to, uh, to continue. Um, and just support is great. I love support. And that's why I kind of wanted to build a community around that. <laughs> it's almost a, like, it's a small part of how you want to give back in a way. Like, you almost feel like as big of a deal as other initiatives can be for, like, you know, <clears throat> raising money or, or any, any sort of thing that's, like, along the lines of charitable. Another really amazing thing that you can do for somebody, for a fellow human being, is to be supportive, to listen, to give a little bit of time to. And I think that is one really really cool way to build a community because you'll find people who want to do that as well or want to learn how to do that and then you just change the world one step at a time oh i'm getting really getting a little feelsy okay that was very very cool guy. to hear you sorry <laughs> say that again i'm a feelsy guy you know i i i hit people right right in the feels yes my no. <laughs> in my streams everyone's crying you got hit markers exactly <laughs> so the last topic of discussion that I, in terms of what we have or what I, what we kind of talked about a little bit before we started recording was a little bit about the events of today. Today was the last day for Summit 11 vote-ins and it was Nun and Yangling. The, per the person, I said people, person that no one's heard of in Melee except for the past month-ish, no, not even a month, it's probably been only like two weeks where all of a sudden people are getting ratioed by Air Yangling on Twitter and wherever else. But from your perspective, when you're seeing this vote-in process and you're seeing it up close since you're more involved than ever with the Melee community, like what has your takeaway been from all that? My takeaway is I now have two summit wins and I'm happy about them. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, no, uh, but no. In, in actuality, I uh, my takeaway is I'm very happy with with the majority of Odin's. I'm sad Wizzy didn't get in. Um, uh, but it's been it's been really interesting seeing like um the other side of a lot of this because at the end of the day I've I've I haven't been active in this community um uh, like kind of deeper in. I've always been like I've. I was like a three tour when the last summit happened, right? But like now that I'm kind of deeper in, I have a lot more friends who are closer. It's really interesting seeing like a lot of these things like closer up than you would have, and like knowing thing, like knowing like more about people and stuff, and just kind of seeing how everything everything folded. But this this summit, the, the, this vote in was absolutely crazy. I I I find it really funny that Yingling took th uh, was one of the last vote ins, considering that he was number one the entire time until five seconds before each vote, which which is actually hilarious. I I love this vote in. This vote in process was actually so funny. <laughs> And producing the biggest prize pool in all of melee history. It is insane to think that like it's the, it's in a lot of ways kind of marking the return of IRL Melee, despite the fact that a lot of locals have kicked up. I mean, even even the local in my area has started to kick up, and I was able to go to my very first tournament by doing that a couple of Saturdays ago, so woohoo! But I'm thinking about how this entire summit vote-in process has just created a lot of weird implications in my head of, like, 
it's a really big prize pool. So like somebody like S2J and Wesrobe, who by all counts, like everybody says, oh, they should absolutely be there. But right now they're not. There are two rollback rumble spots for the bracket this upcoming weekend that's coming up here where the top two finishing players who have not yet qualified for Summit will indeed qualify for Summit. And by the way, that is because of Leffen not being able to make it over to the United States. Screw that. I really wish that Leffen could have come over. But all that to say, with the two spots for Rollback Rumble, first of all, are you entered in the event? And secondly, do you hope for Wizrobe and S2J to get those two spots if it's not yourself? Or do you want to see something crazy happen this weekend in bracket? I want to see something crazy happen. I want Wizzy to make it in just because I, I, I think Wizzy should have been auto-invited um, uh, because he won a week of SCL. I don't know why that wasn't in the rules personally. I, th- I think that should have been like a, a free rule that they should have put in. Especially um, over uh, Zane and Mango. Exactly. Like Wizrobe Wizrob has done something that no other player has done. Um, uh, and the fact that he's not invited. Like Wizzy, if going, would be like fourth seed at this event. Um, uh like fourth or third seed, which is crazy. Um, uh, which is why I think that it's, it's definitely a bit, uh, a bit, a bit foolish that he was not invited. But uh, if honestly, like, no, like I, I don't know everyone who's entered, but I would love it if something crazy happened. Like, like I, I think craziness in qualifying brackets does add a lot of a lot of value because I think at the end of the day, there's th- this is going to be a massive tournament. Hun- hundreds of people from North America are going to be are going to be coming out for this, and everyone wants that spot. I want that spot. If I can get there, if I I will not top two rollback rumble the big one. But if I do, do you know like the reaction I will have? Go <laughs> be bats. Come on. Are you entering the event though? For reals, for reals. I am. I am. I am entering. Of course, I'm entering. How do I not? How do you say there's a summit spot on the line, and then and then 13 year old me is fantasizing about being in the big leagues? Like I, I have to enter that. There's no. There's no doubt. I won't. I won't win it. I won't get second. But I can theoretically. It's okay, you got this. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna crush it. But like you know, and and if I do make it, I'm passing out on stream. And it'll be Let's the fakest go. pass out ever done. But like, I want this recorded here. If I win. Rollback Rumble, the big one, or I play second at Rollback Rumble, the big one. I will cry and flail on my like uh, uh, on uh, on stream, and I'm expecting bare minimum 700 subs, like gifted. After that, then everyone else subs as well. That's what I'm expecting. Just straight up, I want that. <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you would have pulled off one of the most improbable tournament performances that melee has ever seen and probably the one that caps off the whole idea of wow rollback rumble power-ups or rollback era power-up excuse me i finished the across the two you get it it would be awesome to see and i'll be rooting for you to do that but in the meantime whether it's this particular summit or a future one i'm sure you are obviously very excited about the possibility of going at some point but the last thing to sort of wrap this up what are your plans for the rest of this year as it pertains to you and melee and thoughts about what comes up here in december being the 20th official anniversary of this game um first off with the future plans i am planning on going to riptide um let's go for my first major, um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, like everyone at their first major, um, to have a good run. I think that, for me, being my first major, it's very probable that I could have a good run. 
just because like obviously I have the the skill to do it. I just need to have the performance, um, uh, which is nice. I can't lie. I'm very happy I waited to have my first major be when I actually could do well at, my, at a major, <laughs> which is which is a very nice uh, thing to be able to say. But uh, in terms of the rest of this year, I think my my plan was to keep streaming, keep growing, um, uh, keep uh, you know just keep on party rocking and uh, see what see what happens. Um, uh, and honestly, I, it's crazy that when you say that we're, we're, we're going to be at the 20th, uh, the 20th year of this game. Um, because ju just for the record, I, I understand people can do the math and figure this out. I was born two years after this game came out. This game's older than me and I play it competitively and I'm good at it competitively. Like I'm, I'm good. In, I'm, I, I'm good enough to be like potentially top 100, which is nice. Uh, which I also think is really speaks to the longevity of Melee, where you have, like, a ton of, like, kids my age, um, like, entering and making waves in the community, um, uh, as well as, like, p older people in the community who are still able to, to turn out and, like, do well. Um, it's crazy. And it's, it's, such a, it's, such a, it's such a weird thing to see, because there's not many other games that can say that they, that they are able to have, like, a long-lasting, good-sized community um, uh, for a game that came out on a console that isn't even, what, in the last two consoles developed, where they've had no developer support, no, um, uh, no money given by Nintendo, and just, like, barely any help, and yet, here we are, with a $140,000 prize pot for, um, uh, that's all crowdfunded, which should definitely just show how, how much we love this game. Like, it, this is, it's crazy. This is a, this is, this is a crazy community, and I'm, and I'm happy to leave the, the tiniest, tiniest little mark on it that I have so far. Yes, thank you for your contribution to the canvas of Melee. I do bring up that concept every once in a while, where it's just like, whatever you do, even if you casually watch maybe like a few tournaments a year like genesis and big house and that kind of thing and you drop an emoji in chat or whatever or if you're actually literally carrying your community on your back as a to and a top ranked player all that kind of stuff you just contribute to that canvas and for you bbats i've enjoyed what you've done so far and looking forward to see what you're doing in the future and where can the people find you as you continue to pop off here so that they can follow along with the journey? All right. Well, if I if you ever see me in a bracket, there is a 99.999% chance I am streaming that or that's an imposter. And uh, my uh, my Twitch, well, I'll be streaming it on Twitch. My Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash bbats, B-B-A-T-T-S. Um, you can find me on Twitter where I tweet a funny tweet every uh, three weeks around when I'm going live. Uh, normally that's how I communicate that I, I've decided to start streaming. And in that case, you can find me uh, at uh, twitter.com slash bbats523. Uh, don't ask about the numbers, they're not important. And um, honestly, th that's mostly where you can find me. Um, uh, I'm in most Melee discords. If you ever have a question you wanna ask me, whether it's about Peach, whether it's to play me, um, uh, or whether it's just to, I don't know, just talk about random stuff. I'm always down. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I'm always down to talk, which in that case, just find me somewhere. I I'm everywhere on, um, uh, on online melee right now. And uh, yeah, that, that's, basically, uh, that's basically all about me. And one more time to the one of the many number 10 ranked New Jersey players for melee. Bebats, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition.
Thank you for joining me for yet another interview. We just keep doing that interview thing, don't we? <laughs> it is thanks to individuals like you listening to the podcast right now where I can say, hey, I have a listening audience, see? Actually, only one person has really been like, oh, well, how many listeners do you have? And I said, how many? And they said, yeah, I'm not coming on. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Oh my gosh, Nick Yangling got in the summit. So for those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Cypher003, that's my personal Twitter. I didn't really campaign super hard with my at BSM pod Twitter account, but you can follow that as well. You'll get updates about when the newest episodes drop. <gasps> anyway, I am talking in regards to how on my personal Twitter, I have become the fish. That's right. I became the... Well, one of the many fish characters from SpongeBob and changed my name to I am Nicholas Yangling. I, I did all that. When I had on the cheat, within 24 hours, I was campaigning hard for Yangling, a person who I have never met in person and have only interacted with on the internet. And I did not really know that they existed until about two weeks ago. <laughs> but I was going hard for Yangling because... I saw a very important opportunity here. So let's let's talk about this concept. Let's first of all talk about how Yangling does not deserve to be at Summit. Well, if you base that off of tournament performances, yes, you could say that Yangling, in fact, does not deserve to go to Summit. But why is that? Is it because only top players are allowed to go and compete because they have the best chance of winning? One simple way to solve that issue, to solve that question or debate, is who has ever snuck into a summit and won? Who has ever been reasonably within, within reason had a chance of winning summit and won? Usually the person who wins summit is usually, usually a top five player. So off the top of my head, well, actually, I'll do better than that. I will pull up summit results from each Smash Summit, and I will tell you who the winner of those events were. So if I just look up Smash Summit winners, and uh, then I then pull that up, and then we'll get we'll get some some winners from each of the events. So. For Smash Summit, we have Armada. For Smash Summit 2, we have Armada. For Smash Summit 3, we have Armada. For Smash Summit Spring 2017, we have Armada. For Smash Summit 5, we have Hungrybox. Oh, okay, Hungrybox. <laughs> Somebody besides Armada. For Smash Summit 6, we have Mewtwo King. That's right. And by the way, beat Armada in Grand Finals. So <laughs> just in case anybody was curious. Oh, and by the way, Armada got second as well to Hungrybox the year before. So Armada so far in these summits has gotten first, 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 second, second. For Smash Summit 7, we have Hungrybox. This time edging out Leffen in Grand Finals. So... Armada's nowhere to be found, and you know the reason why that is? It's because Armada retired before that Smash Summit. 
And then for Smash Summit 8, we have Axe, who is by far and away, as we continue down the list here, the outlier of players who win this tournament. But let's move on. We'll come back to that. Smash Summit 9, Hungrybox. And finally, Smash Summit 10 Online, Zane. Every single time, except for Axe, that we crowned a winner of Smash Summit, it was arguably the best player in the world at that time. Now, it's a shame because Mango doesn't seem to perform super well at Summits for whatever reason. So I would, I mean, I always think to myself, surely Mango has won a Summit, but that is not true, or at least not yet. Hey, there's a summit coming up and we're talking about it. Maybe Mango will win that one. But all that to say, well, in fairness, okay. So Mango's never won a summit, but he's won plenty of other things. And Hungrybox has never won a Smash Con. So there you go. All right. So the, all the players that have won except for Axe has definitely earned that, ha is definitely in contention for top player in the world bare minimum a top three player now axe being the outlier here because in 2019 axe was playing very very well and placing top three in a bunch of important tournaments such as genesis where in the i guess it was genesis six that hungrybox won over axe so axe got second in that tournament and then on and then for get on my line wait nope get on my level excuse me gommel 2019 got second to mango and that was the first tournament that mango had won in a little while by the way <laughs> and then winning smash summit 8 all that to say was playing very very well at the time and was kind of flirting with top 5 territory so not necessarily a case of getting 17th or 13th or 9th at different majors and then all of a sudden having a random breakout performance. It was still a breakout performance and one for the ages. One that has had documentaries made about it, in fact. You should check out Turn Down for Walt's YouTube channel and look up something about the summit and Axe. But if you look up Turn Down for Walt and look up Axe, you'll get it. <laughs> Excuse me. So when it comes to who deserves to go, you obviously want to have the top five players, top eight players. But for the last eight players that make up a top 16, usually 16 or so players are who make up the roster of Smash Summit players. There's a reason why they have vote-ins because you can make the argument for every summit that somebody deserves to go more than another person. So they have play-in spots, they have invites, and they have vote-in spots. This is a very good concept. I feel like it's the fairest concept that they can have because no matter what you do, it's not going to be ideal. You'll get people mad because all the players that were invited, all invites, then somebody will go, well, you should have invited this player, and then everybody's mad. Or what if it was play in and you're, when and you're in, sorry, you get a play in spot, 
And then somebody goes, well, that's not fair because so-and-so can't travel right now, but we'll be able to travel when the summit happens. And that's not fair. You're punishing them for not being able to travel in this specific time frame and blah, blah, blah. So somebody would be mad then. And then let's, let's, do, let's pretend that that's all vote-in spots. You have every single player that goes to summit is a player that is voted in. The prize pots would be ginormous because I assume that that having more votins means having more rounds of cutoff times and whatnot and having spirit bombs times three of what it is now. And that would be utter insanity just to get in the players that should be in, players like Mango, players like Zane in the current landscape of Melee. And people would be mad because that means that in all likelihood, it would be more of like a cash grab operation. Not that it isn't a cash grab operation. I think that Beyond the Summit does a very good job of making sure that they come out in the green for their events. Very fair because there's some. There, it's the top five event every year. And every time it happens, everybody's excited. Everybody's hype. And everybody talks very positively about the experience overall it's a great production on stream the commentating couch the fact that the players play pretty much by themselves up in the room where the crt is and the cameras <laughs> that maybe there's somebody else in the room for a brief minute but it's pretty much just the players and then everybody's downstairs around the couch or on the couch doing commentary or eating pizza <laughs> shout outs to axe but this is the kind of event where, as an invitational, everybody starts to assume that you should have the right people go, and that is the top players. But here's why I think someone like Nick Yingling attending this event because he got voted in by the masses to go. That's, that's the whole meat of this discussion. Why does Nick Yingling deserve to go over another person, in particular a top player like Wizzy or S2J, the two players that he and Nunn beat out by getting voted into Summit 11? What I will say, it's a little bit of a weird take, but please bear with me for a second here. Melee needs a pick like this. This is the first tournament coming back where a lot of the top players are gathered in person to play against one another. A lot of locals have been happening. I don't know how many events and locals IRL that top players are attending, but I can't imagine it's a ton that they're going to because what's the point? That's easy clap win for them. They'll make more money by streaming. So that's an interesting quandary for the locals moving forward. Somebody pointed this out, probably Blur. But anyway, <laughs> they're going to all finally be in one place. A few of the players are missing. Sadly, Leffen is not there, that kind of thing. A lot of European players ought to be considered, but I'm glad Pipsqueak gets to go, which hopefully that will remain the case because as of now, Pipsqueak is not entirely sure if he'll be allowed into the United States or not. <sighs> but hopefully Pipsqueak will be there to represent Europe instead of Leffen. Either way, that's unfortunate. I think it's great that someone like Nick Yingling goes because Nick Yingling represents every single one of the rest of us. I have nothing against top players, but I what I will say is that as a grassroots 
community where we have to fund pretty much everything ourselves, run pretty much everything ourselves, and usually in spite of the fact that the powers that be would rather us not exist, is that we are demonstrating that we can uplift a member of the community in the same way that the community uplifts the game to the rest of the world, where in another community would an important behind-the-scenes person who runs tournaments and such, like Yingling, would he be voted in if it were any other fighting game tournament where it was an invitational? I don't know. I'm not claiming that only in Melee is it possible, but what I am saying is, is that it is awesome that for the biggest summit voting bonanza ever where tens of thousands of dollars were spent the least likely voting that Summit has ever seen for Melee, the least likely one where a quote-unquote meme pick like Nick Yangling would get voted in is the one where he gets voted in. It means that we can get a W even as someone who's not a quote-unquote top player. We don't just care about the top players and serve their every whim or, or however the detractors would say it. I don't even think that's true as someone who is a little bit more involved with Melee. But like I'm trying to get out here, like I've said a few times already, we can do much more than that. When we unite under a common cause or find someone to uplift who is not a top player and succeed in doing that, I think that's a big win for the morale of the Melee community as a whole because we just succeeded for those of us who campaigned for Yangling and voted for Yangling, got to be a part of that movement. We succeeded in telling the rest of the fighting game community and anyone on the internet who would listen <coughs> that Melee is more than just its top players. A little bit of a weird take, and I don't know how much it sticks, but that's how I feel in my mind. That's what I feel was said today. A meme? Sure. A crazy operation by the Arizona faithful, including the one and only Cheat. The Cheat, excuse me. Mikey, who was on my podcast last week. Great interview. You should check it out. That was crazy in a lot of ways but what i am taking away from this is that melee will fight for each member of the community as long as you have the right leadership to steer everyone in that direction so i give a lot of credit to yingling i give a lot of credit to the cheat and to all the other fish people out there on the internet if you happen to be listening to this i want to say thank you for doing your part as well i for myself was not able to contribute a whole lot but obviously it's great to have the cheat on and to endorse yangling on the podcast for whatever that's worth and then for me to drop as many <coughs> fish as possible sorry i have a really dry throat i need water i need water so i was so thrilled to see that Yangling is going to go to Summit 11. I really hope that it results in a, at least a game one. 
a set one would be insanity, especially in bracket. But Yangling, even if you don't win a single game that quote unquote matters, you know, like a bracket or whatever tournament set, even if you don't win a single game, it's still awesome that you got voted in. And I'm so happy to have been able to do my small little part in all of that. Again, the contribute to the melee canvas, like I was saying with B-Bats a little bit earlier. I'm just so happy that we're more than just what the top players are. I really do feel like the little guy won today. Not trying to imply, by the way, in all this that Yangling sucks and <laughs> is just like supposed to be the poster child or the poster man <laughs> of the O and two movement because Yangling has had better results than that and is a regionally ranked player in Arizona in some, or at least in part of, I don't know how they divide up that state, but I'm again, just trying to say that for someone who is not nationally recognized or known as someone who does a lot for their individual scene, it's really cool to see that reward of the homies willing you into Summit and finding whales. I'd, where did those whales come from? Seriously, it was like 50,000 or something. No, it was more than 50,000. In the, in the last 10 minutes, Nick Yangling went from about 100K to 170K, something crazy like that. So it was more than 50,000 votes in less than 10 minutes. In less than like two minutes almost. It was insanity. And good for the whales. <laughs> Whoever funded that operation, thank you, thank you. Because that was really hyped to see. So that's pretty much all I have. I don't want to get into super specifics or call out anybody's tweets. But if you want to participate in this discussion in some way continually... I've already given you my socials and you can find them in the description of this podcast. Anyway, do be sure to subscribe to whatever platform you're using and my channel show podcast thingy, YouTube, for example, any more YouTube subscribers. Why? To feed my ego, of course. So please do that. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day slash evening slash midnight snack. We shall catch you on the next episode of Bottom of the Smash Mountain. <laughs>